Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. Two wins out of two, six points for the Reds today. Uh, 2-0 well against Burnley, Diego Jota and Sadio Mane with the goals. Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, How impressed were you with Liverpool today? Uh, like it was a really impressive performance, um, much more so than the, the Norwich game, in my opinion. Um, that's just because of the, the problems that Burnley were able to try and cause us anyway. Um, like I think I may as well get it out there. It's, it's the start of the show. I think it, it shouldn't go unnoticed how good Burnley were. It's the best I've mm. seen them play against Liverpool in a long, long time. Um, and it wasn't just a, a typical performance. They had the two banks of four. They looked to try and frustrate us. But as well, they also tried to press us from the front. They tried to nick the ball up high. They played some decent football in spells as well. Um, so the fact that we came away with a clean sheet and a, and a two-goal lead just made it that much more impressive for me from Liverpool's point of view. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think that the defence uh, probably won't get as much credit as it deserves today. I thought they played really well. Nice to see Van Dijk and Matic continuing their partnership. Getting both getting 90 minutes under their belt and looking really impressive. Deej, uh, how happy are you with today's result? I'm over the moon. Uh, I, I mean, I predicted a spanking uh, earlier in the week and I, I won't go as far as to say it was a spanking. Burnley did play some some really nice football in spells, but I think overall it was just a really controlled performance from Liverpool uh, mm-hmm. and we, we, we could have had more. Well, like We could have had more. Salah should have had a couple, I think. He had the, a couple of opportunities to, to sort of expand the lead early in the second half. Um, but I think the the shining shining part of the performance for me was our defensive performance. I think Trent was great defensively. Simcast mm-hmm. was insane. Like brilliant, wasn't he today? Really, really good. Game for his, his second start for Liverpool in the league. Like it was, it was looks like he's been playing there twenty years. <laughs> like, I, I had to double check to make sure it wasn't Robertson on the pitch. <laughs> his performance was Robbo esque. It really was. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I thought Simiscus and uh, Trent both were brilliant defensively as well. I think, you know, Trent's been unfairly criticised a lot for his defensive work, but today, you know, he was brilliant defensively and 
the Trent that we know and love going forward. He was he was that in spades. And like you said, Adam, I think Samiskus, I had to check that it wasn't Robertson uh, on the pitch. Simo, do you think that Samiskus keeps his place in the side with Chelsea coming up? Or do you think Jürgen Klopp goes back to Andy Robertson for that? A very difficult one. A very difficult mm. one. Do you stick with Samiskus, who's in a, in, a, in a great run of form right now? Or do we, do we risk it and and go away Andy Robertson we know is a fantastic left back and, and and can compete and has competed in the past against these top six sides um, Samiskus was excellent today if it hadn't been for Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold I think he would have got man of the match uh, but Trent was my man of the match uh, I criticised him early on in the game because I think it took Trent a wee bit to get going defensively wise uh, he misplaced a pass and then he didn't get in front of the cross um, forcing um, and Bob Burnley could have scored from that and then he did a bit of a reckless challenge in the box as well. But it kind of, it's a clean challenge, but he does fall off the fall over the player afterwards. It's, it's and, one of those where it's like yeah. last season, it very easily could have been given. Yeah, penalty, I mean, but... and especially with, with Mike Dean on the pitch, who just loves to give out penalties as well. I thought I I, I almost heard the whistle in my head, you know. So, but after that, he, when he really settled down in the game, I thought he was so so good going forward. Um, I'm liking the way he's cutting inside and um, seeing a lot more strip. Um, Central in the final thirds. Um, mm-hmm. Trent's game used to be he would go down the byline and that would probably be what he'd try to get on the, the right foot. But his left footed crosses today, well, you would think he was a left footer <laughs> from the quality <laughs> of his uh, um, deliveries today. I love how he's kind of drifting inside and, and allowing Harvey Elliott to, to overlap and allowing Salah to go down the byline. I think it actually suits his game a wee bit more because it means he can be on the edge of the box. If he gets a shot off today from the edge of the box and another day, maybe goes in. Um, I thought I've I thought we were complete. I thought it was a much better performance than the Norwich one. Um, Burnley were great today. As, as we, we've had trouble, they love, they love playing against top sides. Um, Burnley. Um, and yeah, I, I, I thought we had a complete performance today. I was so so impressed with Harvey Elliott as well. I'm mm-hmm. so happy he's part of the team now. Um, <laughs> that that midfield three of Kater, Hendo, and, and Elliott, I thought it worked really really well as well. Yeah, I do want to come on to Harvey Elliott. Adam, we'll start with you talking about him earlier on in the. Before the start of the season, you know, we all spoke about Harvey Elliott and what, what his role would be. I mean, I don't think many of us expected him to be sort of thrust into the team in in, in the second game of the season and get 90 minutes as well and, and look like he'd been playing for Liverpool for a lot longer than he has. I mean, 18 years old, what a wonderful talent we've got. Yeah, no, you, you, you're spot on. And, and I think even the commentators mentioned it in the game that Harvey Elliott looked like he'd, he'd been at Liverpool for 20 years. Um and it's exactly what we said last week. I know he only got a short cameo last week, but but we all sat here after the game and said, "Look how well he fits into this mm. system." You know, the, the little the little link ups that you he got with Salah as well. Like he was constantly on Salah's wavelength. Uh, same again today, um, and it was almost like a continued performance. Like I imagined, if he'd have came on a lot earlier against Norwich and played played during that game, it's exactly how he did play today. If that made sense. Mm. Um, it sort of looked like it just rolled on, and 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 as I said, look, he just he just fits in so perfectly uh, into that midfield role, which is, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I think maybe Deej called it before the start of the season that we'd maybe see him there more, but it's a position I thought we'd maybe just it was going to be one of those, you know, a bit like uh, Oxley Chamberlain playing in the false nine, where we maybe test it out in preseason. It never really materialised into anything. But my God, mm. the, the 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 few minutes we saw against Norwich and today, he's just it takes your breath away. Absolutely, Deej uh, Harvey Elliott today. How impressed with you were you with his performance? He is my guy, Harvey Elliott. He really is. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have my eyes on him for for a while now. But yeah, 
playing that midfield role. I think you think he did well enough in preseason that he's kind of cemented that as as his role now. While he still will be able to provide cover uh, out wide right when Salah's away at the Afcon, I think. But mm-hmm. I think we will see him a lot more in in that central position. And I think that one of the big reasons for that is is his vision. Like he he, he can always seem to find Salah or Trent down there, and he played a few nice balls into the box as well. His close controls pretty nuts, and he's. The amount of fouls he drew today, it's like it's another weapon in our arsenal. Let's let's yeah. send Harvey Elliott up, give him to him on the edge of the box, and let's win a couple of free kicks, get Trent a few chances on target. So there's there's definitely a lot of hundred million to win some free kicks, eh? Exactly. I do love Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is quality, I'll just I'll just say. <laughs> yeah, I think his, his first uh, first performance in front of the crowd at Anfield in a Premier mm-hmm. League game for Liverpool, dream come true for the lad, has to be. And he, he didn't let anyone down. He was he was good today. I, I wouldn't say he was close to being the best player on the pitch, but he was solid. It's definitely solid, and I think there's a lot more to come from the lad. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought you know for an 18 year old in, in your first start at Anfield, you, you can't really ask much more. Unlucky to have a, uh, an assist chalked off when Salah was just offside, but I thought he, he did look really good going forward and defensively as well you know often with players that are sort of flair players defensively they don't want to help and trap back and stuff but he did really well I think Jordan Henderson a lad as well isn't he very very strong yeah he looks very good Simo how impressed were you with the front three again today you know Mane, Jota and Salah all starting no Bobby but how impressed were you with uh, with Jota taking his goal again I extremely impressed I spoke about uh, and the on the last show how I didn't want Jota to lose his place um, because mm-hmm. he did score, and I think when players are doing the business, that and still, I, I still think he should keep his place for the Chelsea game. Um, just going on to Harvey Elliott as well. I think he might be first choice on the right side of midfield because the way he gelled with Trent and and Salah is mm. just on a level that Ox couldn't, and Ox really struggled out there trying to get on their wavelength. And when I'm thinking of the other players in the squad that can go out there and do it in the right the right hand side of midfield. If Jordan Henderson is going to be playing centrally as a, as a number six, then it really only leaves Elliot and and Jones because I just don't think Ox is going to be he's going to be moulded into there to be honest. And I Harvey Elliot, if we get performances like that out of Harvey Elliot every week, why not? Why not put him there? Why not? Put what him about there? when Fabinho comes back though? Sorry, when well, Fabinho I, comes back, he'll surely play in that hole. Yeah, right? and then Henderson. When Fabinho naturally. comes back, Jordan Henderson will probably go out to that right hand side as well. But <laughs> I think when we are playing teams that we are better than. I think it makes sense to go with either off for, for Henderson or Fabinho. There was a lot of times today with that the creativity of Navigator and Harvey in midfield um, unlocked uh, certainly areas of the pitch for us. And perhaps if we go, maybe if we go against that same side with Gina Wijnaldum, um, John Henderson and Fabinho, maybe we don't get the result because that was a better Burnley side than they've ever played against us mm. in the past. And they've got results against us playing worse than they did today. Um, so I think we, I think if we're playing a bigger side, yeah, I think it makes sense to have Hendo and Fabinho on, man. But if we're playing against a side that's going to sit back against us, why not go with that superbly creative midfield? Uh, but going back onto the front three, uh, I'm glad that was a selection. Uh, Manny did excellent, Salah did excellent, Jota did excellent. Um, I'm glad there's competition for places, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's where I think it stay. Yeah, like you said, Simon, the competition for places is good. <clears throat> the depth as well, you know, to to see the likes of Thiago and Firmino come on the substitutes is. Again, we spoke about it last week. It's it's a massive positive for me. Deej, um, how good is it to see Virgil van Dijk back? I know 
you know, a lot has been made about him and him coming back. But that second goal for me purely started with Van Dijk and, and his wonderful vision and his creativity. And I think, you know, that shows exactly not defensively what Liverpool have missed, but but attacking wise what Liverpool have missed with Van Dijk as well. Yeah, very much so. I think I think those diagonal balls, and not only from Van Dijk but from Henderson as well, like mm-hmm. those those two players being missing for for large portions of last season. Today's game really does highlight how important those tools that we've got in our arsenal are, and yeah. how how important those two players are. But with Van Dijk especially, I think the thing that we we missed the most, uh, not including those big diagonal passes. Is his voice like he he was in control of that back line? Burnley were caught offside so many times today, and now, yeah. granted, you've got Barnes and Wood who are never going to beat Van Dyke and Matip for pace, so they're always going to be trying to go a little bit earlier. But Verge and Matip sort of controlling that back line, making sure they don't react too quickly and go with them, and catching them offside is is something that we we missed last season. We definitely missed it. Uh, I think when we play in midfielders, uh, whether it was Henderson or Fabinho at the back, Fabinho had a few cracking games uh, at centre-back, but uh, we, we weren't as disciplined with those mm-hmm. midfielders in. And, and Van Dijk being back with, with the leadership that he provides was it's, it's been absolutely massive for us. But that pass out to Elliot, oh, that's what you pay £75 million pound for. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That is, honestly, you know, that is that is a difference. That is a difference maker, um, I think. Matip and Verge, they, in terms of a centre-back partnership, just complement each other so, so well. Simo, um, do you think Joel Matip's the most underrated centre-back in the Premier League? Yeah. Well, him or James Tarkovsky on the other side of Burnley. Um, <laughs> I think he's a bit of an underrated, underrated. He got right in Alisson's face today. Maybe in another day, that, that, that ball that he gets in front of Alisson Ford was in. Um, and that's the kind of impact a centre-back like that can have in a game. Uh, but Joel Matip, I think, I, it's, he's, he's, he's absolutely superb. And... Do you know what I mean? If it's if it's not broken, don't fix it. Two clean sheets and a bounce with sides that are decently, you know, they're they're coming on to us and going forward, and we've we've got defending to do. You know, I I I highly rate Virgin Matip. I'd I'd be happy to see them start against Chelsea. Yeah, I agree, Adam. How how impressed were you with the centre backs today? Oh, they were they were incredible. We were just speaking about the the range of Virgil's passing. There was the other one a few minutes before, uh, the, the one that eventually led to the goal. It was the ball mm. over to Salah as well. And that, again, it put him right in behind the Burnley defence. We obviously we managed to get a corner out of it, but look, again, it just shows what Virgil uh, can offer us going forward and, and what we've missed. Um, look, I thought it's, it's, it's such a weird one with Virgil. He makes the most difficult things look like just so effortless. The easiest things in the world. It's just everything is his bread and butter. Um and and as we were speaking about Matip as well, again he was he was superb. Um, I think this is the best way to go with Matip in mm-hmm. terms of well, but firstly because I think he is probably the second best defender, uh, sorry, the second best centre back at the club. Um, and secondly, is it always seems to be best with Matip when we just sort of like run his legs into the ground. We know at some yeah. point he'll get injured, um, <laughs> and then then he'll come back into the fold at a later state. Um, Tamikas as we sort of mentioned a bit a bit earlier on, where did that performance come from? Um, you know, as 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 we said, I had to check it wasn't Robertson on the pitch. Um the guy was was brilliant from minute one to minute ninety. Um like I know we've only seen two games of him, but from from the quality that he's shown, I think we've really um we've really sort of seen enough to suggest that he he really could be the heir to, to the Robertson throne on that left hand side. Um and look even even at the end when he had the injured shoulder 
and Matip plays that difficult looking ball to him that he has to bring <laughs> down with two or three Burnley defenders around him. And he's just he was still up for just scrapping all of them and came away with the ball. Yeah, there was three um, three or four of them around him, wasn't there? And he's yeah, on the floor yeah, just was, like got that ball well, like no okay. um, <laughs> mad. And then uh. and then on, on the other side it was just Trent Alexander Arnold just showing us exactly why uh, he's the world class player that Liverpool fans have been raving about for so many years now. Um, obviously, gets the ball. Both fullbacks get the assist, but Trent just constantly getting the better of his man down that right hand side, putting some beautiful balls in with both his right and his left, as, as Simo mentioned earlier. Um, and defensively as well, past the f- sort of fifteen twenty minute mark where we had that bit of a shaky start, um, you try. It was another really really solid defensive performance from Trent as well. I agree with you, boys. I thought I thought it was a really good performance. We'll move on now to the player ratings. Adam, again, we'll start with you, mate. We'll start with Alisson and the back four for your player ratings from today's game, please. Okay, I'll give. I'm going to give Alisson an eight again. I think I gave him an eight, an eight last week after that worldy save. I'm going to give him an eight again. Made some really um, good saves today, think, didn't he? I, th- I think he did make some really good saves. I think. I think up until. You know, maybe maybe about half time, he'd, he'd had a few decent saves to make, um, but nothing like spectacular. But towards the end of the game, Burnley actually had some some quite decent shots that, you know, on another day maybe one or two of those goes in. Especially the one right at the end, um, mm. was it Barnes that went through one on one? It was Barnes, and it, yeah. it was a it was a magnificent save from Allison. Um, so yeah, I, I give Allison an eight. He was did what he had to do when called upon. Um, I thought he looked quality at every moment, apart from that one. Uh, where the Simo mentioned, Simo mentioned earlier with uh, Tarkovsky, where he got the better of him in the air. Um, I think Allison was was pretty much perfect um, in every every other aspect of the pitch. Uh, sorry, uh, aspect of the game. Um, along the back four, I'm gonna give Trent Alexander Arnold and Virgil Van Dijk. I'm gonna give them both a nine, and I'm gonna give Tamikas and Joel Matip an eight point five. Um, that's just because, and, and that's that's the blog. That's no in, in no way, shape, or form um, uh, down on on Matip or or Tamikas. I just thought that Virgil was a lot more involved in terms of just getting the balls away, um, and obviously helped to create that second goal as well. Um, he, you know, he was the sort of guy just, that was just mopping up constantly, um, and and John Matip did a brilliant job as well, of course. But for me, Virgil was just that bit more involved. Um, and Trent on the other side, again, as I said, he he just oozes world class, and and he showed again today why we've all been saying about saying that about him for years now. Um, and then he was just just that just that little level above um, most players on the pitch for me. Dees, we'll come to you next. Your back five, your ratings, please. Yeah, so uh, I'll give Ali a, a seven. I think mainly because I don't think he did anything that isn't expected of him today. It, it was a, a very sort of solid uh, performance. Apart from that save that we were speaking about there from Barnes right at the end, um, that was that was an incredible stop. But there was a few points in the game, the, the Tarkovsky chance uh, being one of them. Uh, he started his run deep enough, didn't really come into his eye line, but he looked sort of a bit wobbly there when when Tarkovsky jumped up and challenged him, but. Other than that, really solid performance. Um, so I think a seven is is fair there. Uh, I think with with Verge and Matip, I'm going to give both of those guys an eight. They were it, it was like having uh, a Rolls Royce and a Bentley Continental and uh, <laughs> a backs. Um, and then I think I'll give I'm going to have to give Trent and Simicas both a nine. I, I don't think there was a lot uh, different in their performance. Both solid defensive performances. Both guys got an assist. It's it, it was very much of a muchness uh, on each side. And I think. 
I, I was close to giving Simicast a 10 just because of how happy his performance made me <laughs> and how he came out of that <laughs> at the end and still had the ball still going. And then uh, when he was walking off around the pitch, just stretching that shoulder, clapping to the fans, stretching it again. You could tell he'd been in the wars and he was he was probably hurting quite a lot there. But the fact that he carried on on the pitch the way he did and as scrappily as he did uh, would have been sort of a, a candidate for, for nudging him up to a 10. But <laughs> I think a nine is a fair, a fair assessment there. There we go. Simo, much change from them for you, mate? Uh, so for me, Ali gets an eight. Um, both centre-backs get an eight. Um, Matip and Fudge both get an eight. Uh, Trent gets a nine and Samarcus gets an 8.5 for me. Uh, Trent just edges that. I a truly world-class performance from, from Trent. Um, so I think he, he deserves to have a, a number above the rest uh, in that <laughs> regard. Is Trent all of your man of the matches as well? Yes, I think he is. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I was fun. leaning towards Cater earlier in the game because of the way uh, the way he was so progressive with the ball. Like he was probably our most positive midfield player in in a box to box fashion. He was dropping back a lot, picking it up, and then taking it to the other team, looking for the forward pass. Uh, I think he only passed backwards a couple of times this game, which is strange <laughs> for somebody playing on the left hand of midfield for us. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll stick we'll stick with yeah. you, midfield three. You started with Naby Keita. What's your ratings for the rest of the midfield? Uh, so, yeah, Keita, I'll, I'll drop an eight on him. I think he was he was pretty positive. He did give the ball away a few times, but I, I was impressed with with not only his, uh, his progressiveness, like I said, but also his fitness. Keita's one of those that I keep my eyes on because, like Matip, he's probably going to crumble soon. Mm. And I'm, I'm touching wood now, hoping that that's not going to happen because <laughs> these first two games, he's been pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot. we've got a lot more to see from Naby Keita if he can stay fit. Um, Hendo... Uh, and captain's performance, keeping keeping the uh, keeping his, his mouth roaring in midfield and, and keeping people in the right place and barking out orders. Um, decent cover when Trent was forward as well. So I think Hendo probably sits there on a seven and a half for me. Uh, and I think Elliot again is going to is going to be alongside uh, Naby with an eight. I think a very impressive performance for an eighteen year old lad. Simo, your midfield threes ranking ratings uh, sevens across the board through, through three midfielders. I love Jordan Henderson centrally. I like him better centrally than I even like him on the right-hand side of midfield, um, just because it just it gets so involved in, it, in dictating where we, what side of the pitch we're going down, dictating the tempo of which we play, dictating you know where other players in the pitch need to be. I just I just love him in that proper captain's number six role. Um, yeah, sevens for Elliot and um, Kia. Yeah, seven, seven, seven. I would say would be an above an above average performance, which I think we both did. If um, Elliot's assist did stand, I'd probably give him an eight. But mm. a great performance from the midfield. Great performance. Solid. Solid is the word I would use to describe it. Adam, what about you for the midfield three? I was a little bit in between the both of the boys before. I had uh, Harvey Elliott with a seven point five and Cater and Henderson on a seven. Um, again, as Simo said, I thought with with Cater and, and Henderson, it was was just you know a, above average performance. I thought they both looked positive. Well, sorry, Henderson had to deal with a lot. Um, on the flip side, with the pressure that Burnley were trying to put on us, especially in the early uh, uh, stages of the game, um, I thought Henderson dealt with that really well in that whole considering he'd not really played that role properly for us um, in such a long time. He sort of hmm. made it his own again, if if if, if you will. Um, as we said, Naby Keita looked really positive. Um, you know, created a few decent moments in the game. Um, did nothing to sort of you know set the world alight. Um, but it, again, above average performance. Very very decent from from Naby Keita. Good to see him get another yeah, nearly ninety minutes as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and then Harvey Elliott on the other side. I, I give him just just that little bump up just because of how involved in the game he seemed to be, and obviously helped setting up the chance for the second goal as well. What I did love about Harvey Elliott was just how much of the ball he did want. <clears throat> and Naby Keita as well. Both of them weren't shy to get on the ball and, and try to make things happen. Adam, we'll stick with you for the front three, uh, Jota, Salah and Mane. I've 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 been umming and ahhing about the front three since since the game finished because I wasn't really sure how to rank them. I, it, it sounds quite harsh giving Mohamed Salah a seven, but I think I'm going to have to just purely for the fact that he didn't he didn't get his goal and he didn't really do sort of too much else. Like he was involved with a lot of play. Um, I think I think he's really un, it's a really unlucky seven to, to to try and put it that way. I'd address it up that way. Um, because you know, obviously he, he did score. It was one of those really tight offsides. You can't really criticise his, his movement or his positioning. Mm. Um, but again, just, yeah, look, it's similar similar to, to what I said about um, Naby Keita. It's a very positive performance from Salah. Just maybe unlucky not to be involved um, in the way he maybe would have liked. And I think you saw that towards the end a little bit where he, he took a couple of rushed shots, um, maybe just trying yeah. to get onto the score sheet. Um Sadio Mane on the other side, I'd give Sadio an eight point five. Um, I think the only the only thing Mane sort of let himself down with in this game was the fact that he wasn't more clinical. Um, I thought he was asking some real questions of the Burnley Burnley defense for, for literally the whole way through the game. Obviously, did get his goal, which we spoke about last um, in the last episode, where we were saying that Mane shouldn't be dropped because he sort of firstly needs it for his confidence, and two because of the stellar performance he put in against Norwich. It might make him even more hungry for a goal during um, during this game, which obviously he, he has gone and got. Um, but yeah, ask, asking constant questions of the defence, creating chances for himself, getting in the right areas, um, obviously getting the goal. Uh, Mane deserves the 8.5 for me. Um, and Jota, I'll give a 7.5. Um, I think he was a lot more involved uh, than he was in the Norwich game. It was a much better performance from him. Mm-hmm. He obviously continues his goal scoring form <clears> and <throat> another goal today, which is well, why I'd probably bump him from a 7 to a 7.5. There we go. Simo, we'll come to you next. Your front three's uh, ratings. Um, so Salah gets a 7 for me. So a solid game without scoring or assisting is a 7 for me for a, for a forward. Um, and uh, Jota and Manny both get 8s. Um, I think they would have been bumped up to, to nines or eight point fives had they um, assisted or scored um, either of them. But um, on top of the other goals, obviously. But yeah, I mean, solid so performance to the front three. Um, can't no complaints. You know, doing our own clean sheet. Can't complain. That. Can't complain at that. Deej, any much change from them too? Yeah, I think uh, for, from my point of view, like pretty significantly. I think I'm going to give Salah an eight because mm-hmm. uh, even though he didn't score, uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think his performance warrants less than an eight because he has he, he put the ball on a plate for Mane twice and Mane not being clinical let that down. If if Mane was his clinical best, both those are in. Salah's got two assists, mm. so I, I I don't think I can give him less than an eight based on the fact that he didn't score or assist because he did create the chances for it and it sort of other players let him down a little bit there. Um, Jota he's going to stick with a seven. I think he took his goal well, but. I think it was a relatively quiet performance from him. Like we've seen him be sort of terrier-like uh, last season and sort of badgering everybody, snapping at ankles. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think he was, while he was more involved than he was in the Norwich game, like he was barely involved in the Norwich game, even though he got his, his goal. Uh, he was he was kind of involved in things that didn't lead to anything. Um, well, I think he took his goal well, so so a seven there for him. And then uh, uh, Mane, I think I'm, I'm going to give him a solid eight. I think his finish was outstanding. 
Yeah. Uh, and it was so unlucky to shin the ball from that wonder pass from Trent. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do wonders for Mane's confidence. I think it's exactly what he needed, especially after what he did in Norwich. And uh, I think we're just going to see him kick on and, and hopefully be back to the Mane we all know and love, not the Mane from last season. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll do Mane's confidence a world of good. And with Chelsea coming up, that's no bad thing. Boys, quickly, before we finish off, uh, the rating for Jurgen Klopp today. Uh, Deej, we'll stick with you. What's your Jurgen rating? Uh, I'm going to give him a, a a good old seven and a half. I think we could have made some subs a little bit earlier and brought some fresher legs on and try and try and put the game to bed, uh, like completely to bed. Uh, I think the, the subs for me came sort of later than I would expect them to. But uh, I, I I do love how much of a bargain he has with Sean Dyche on the on the touchline. <laughs> them to have a right corker, don't they? <laughs> Uh, You'd never yeah. know Dice used to be a Liverpool fan, would you? Or maybe he's still, <laughs> he was a boyhood Liverpool fan anyway. Adam will come with you, um, Jürgen Klopp, and his rating. I'm going to give Jürgen Klopp an 8.5. Um, from my personal opinion, I think the, the, the subs were a little late, but I thought for how the game was going and, and the sort of intensity of the game, um, I, I thought it was maybe right to keep the players on. Um as a few of us have said uh, previously earlier on, we had, although Burnley played very well, we had relatively good control over the game. Um, and I, I just wasn't sure about maybe bringing someone on a, a bit too early and, and it affects the game in a negative way. Um, who's to said that would have happened? I don't know. We, we could have maybe won three or four if he'd have done that. But look, it's, what he did do worked, um, worked very well. It was a solid performance all around. Um, from from the team that he did put out, and it could have been risky playing Elliot, uh, starting Elliot as well against Burnley, paid off. Um, yeah, eight point five five. Yeah, happy with that. Simo finally Pretty solid. Simo finally will come to you. What's your Jurgen rating? Um, my my rating probably an eight point five as well. Um, you know, I think he got the lineup bang on. Um, I think it would have been easier to maybe put Robertson in as soon as he's available. Um, because it's less risky. And I think, you know, the, the confidence it takes to play Fudge and Matip, you know, when there's going to be pressure from outside asking for Kanati and asking for Gomez, you know, he's, he's done the right thing. I think he's making the right choice playing. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter price tag, it doesn't matter about past the penis, it matters about the players in form. For me, that's Matip and Fudge. Um, and I think his substitutions probably came at the right time. I mean, if it's two now, if, it's a, if you get the two goals and you get a clean sheet, then it's, it's almost a perfect game, you know? So uh, 8.5 for me. Well, boys, two games, two wins, six points, two clean sheets, and top of the league on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> a perfect end to today for me. Uh, right, boys, that's all we've got time for. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for. So we'll see you next week for the preview of the next Liverpool fixture. Cheery bye. Cheery bye. Cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.